to heal your thyroid naturally. In today's fast-paced world, complaints of fatigue, low mood, weight gain, and digestive distress are the norm. We work longer hours, sleep less, and are continually exposed to stimulation via Wi-Fi from mobile devices and laptops. Your brain and body are constantly assessing these stressful stimuli and making the necessary adjustments to cope with the increased demands of a busy job, family, and juggling your social calendar. The key player and master conductor of the brain is the hypothalamus, assessing the body and relaying information to all other organs and tissues in an attempt to maintain balance or homeostasis. Another key player in helping you adapt to stressful stimuli is your thyroid gland. If you get infected with a virus, your thyroid gland ramps up your immune system. If you're stressed, your thyroid can increase or decrease your metabolism to compensate. It's a fine-tuned sensor that relays messages all across the body, and if you are run down, gaining weight, sensitive to cold weather, struggling with low mood, constipation, muscle aches, or have dry skin or brittle hair, then chances are your thyroid is overworked. All of the above symptoms are commonly seen in patients with low or hypothyroid function. If you complain to your doctor about these symptoms, they will likely run a thyroid-stimulating hormone test to determine if your thyroid function has slowed down and is stuck in the mud. This is a common scenario for clients struggling to lose weight, unable to improve energy levels, and feeling as though no matter how much sleep they get, it's still not enough. Testing for low thyroid function. If you have a sluggish thyroid, your brain increases the production of a of thyroid-stimulating hormone, TSH, in the pituitary gland to tell your thyroid gland to work harder. In turn, the thyroid gland ramps up the production of the thyroid hormone called thyroxin, also T4, that travels through your bloodstream to the rest of your body. It's important to remember that thyroxin, or T4, must be converted into its active form, T3, or triiodothyronine, inside your cells. Normal lab values for TSH range from 0.5 to 5, but ideally, your level should fall between 1.8 to 3. If your lab results reveal levels greater than 3, you may have early signs of a sluggish thyroid. This is referred to as a functional deficiency. You display some signs and symptoms of hypothyroidism without your TSH levels being outside the normal range. Other key hormones to measure are reverse T3, produced during times of stress, and thyroid antibodies. For example, thyroid peroxidase or TPO, which are produced in autoimmune thyroid conditions, for example, Hashimoto's. If you suspect sluggish thyroid function, it's important to have a full thyroid panel run. TSH, T4, T3, thyroid antibodies, and reverse T3 to ensure a complete picture of thyroid function. Addressing the root cause of thyroid dysfunction. The typical prescription for hypothyroid function is medication to increase increase the production of thyroid hormones. While this can be beneficial for some, it doesn't address the root cause of why the thyroid has become overactive and underactive. Let's take a look at the three most common reasons why hypothyroidism for hypothyroidism and outline what you can do to heal your thyroid naturally. Blood sugar and insulin imbalance. Insulin is a powerful anabolic hormone that tells the body to build. If you're exercising and eating right, it will help you build lean muscle and maintain your optimal shape. If you are sedentary and craving carbs, processed foods, or sweets, then it will trigger increased body fat growth. Typically, the more overweight you are, the worse your insulin sensitivity. This means your body does not process carbs efficiently, leading to excessive high and low blood sugar swings. If your blood sugars are too low, you'll likely experience symptoms of irritability, cravings for sweets, caffeine cravings, poor memory, and find yourself eating to relieve fatigue. If this situation persists in the long term, 
you'll become insulin resistant and symptoms will become more pronounced, such as general malaise, fatigue after meals, constant hunger, weight gain around the abdomen, increased appetite and thirst, and tremendous difficulty losing weight. Poor blood sugar control and insulin sensitivity leads to dysbiosis or accumulation of bad gut bacteria, impairs immune function, stresses the adrenals, slows detoxification, and leads to an array of hormone imbalances. All of these factors negatively impact thyroid function. A low-carb paleo diet is the ideal approach to correcting insulin imbalance because it's naturally high in protein, healthy fats and vegetables, and lower in starchy carbs, processed grains, and simple sugars. Replacing your breakfast cereal, granola, or toast with eggs, avocado, and veggies is the perfect way to get your blood sugars and thyroid function back on track. Chronic stress. One of the main underlying causes of sluggish thyroid function is stress. Hectic work and home schedules can quickly increase stress hormones, tax your adrenal glands, and alter your brain's communication with the thyroid. Chronic or excessive stress impairs the thyroid's hormones' ability to enter cells, slows the conversion of T4 to the active T3, slows detoxification via the liver, and weakens the tight barriers of the digestive tract, potentially leading to an immune dysfunction and increased risk of autoimmune Hashimoto's. Therefore, if your adrenal glands are working overtime, eventually it can wear out your thyroid gland and lead to sluggish or low thyroid function. Elevated TSH levels are commonly seen when the adrenals are taxed, leading to slower metabolism, fatigue, and subsequent weight gain. To support your adrenals and improve your stress response, increase your intake of healthy saturated fats, for example butter, ghee, coconut oil, and monounsaturated fats, such as olive oil and avocados. Consume 0.7 to 0.9 grams of protein per pound of body weight and calm your nervous system with meditation or breath. Check out my last blog post, Are You Suffering from Adrenal Dysfunction, for more details. Digestive Dysfunction The research is clear that if your waist circumference is expanding, you'll likely be suffering from dysbiosis and chronic inflammation. When your digestive system is not running on all cylinders, it has ripple effects throughout the entire body. The accumulation of bad gut bacteria and excessive inflammation are the perfect storm for intestinal permeability or leaky gut. This is a condition where the integrity of your gut wall becomes compromised and molecules that should not be able to pass your intestinal barrier, for example bacteria, viruses, undigested proteins, etc., can now readily pass into your bloodstream. This triggers a major immune response as your body attempts to attack these foreign invaders. Poor digestive function and leaky gut are commonly seen in patients with autoimmune thyroid conditions such as Hashimoto's. This is when your immune system begins attacking normal thyroid tissue due to an immune system dysfunction. As 70% of your immune system is located in the gut, it's critical to address digestion when supporting any autoimmune condition. To restore optimal health, optimal intestinal health, you must eliminate aggravating foods like excessive carbohydrates and simple sugars to stem the growth of bad gut bacteria. A low-carb paleo approach is a great place to start. In addition, those suffering from digestive dysfunction should add a probiotic supplement, one capsule twice daily, to re-establish healthy gut flora. Fermented foods such as sauerkraut, kimchi, plain yogurt, kefir, kombucha tea, and natto miso are also terrific foods to naturally support digestive health. Low thyroid function is unfortunately becoming more and more common due to poor blood sugar control and insulin sensitivity chronic stress, and digestive dysfunction. Interestingly, hypothyroidism is five times more common in women. If you suffer from sluggish thyroid function, address the key root causes of dysfunction, and you'll soon see better energy levels, improved mood, and a leaner, healthier you. Author, Dr. Mark Bubbs, ND, is a naturopathic doctor, strength coach, author, speaker, and blogger practicing in Toronto, Canada. 
He believes that diet, exercise, and lifestyle factors have the most profound impact on your overall health and performance. Mark is the author of The Paleo Project, a 21st century guide to looking leaner, getting stronger, and living longer, and currently serves as the sports nutrition lead for the Canadian men's Olympic basketball team. All right, Paleo Hackers, you heard him read the article, Three Ways to Heal Your Thyroid Naturally. Going to talk a little bit more about it today, nail down some frequently asked questions uh, on this article cast. So with me on the other end, you know him, you've heard him before, Mr. Dr. Mark Bubbs. What's up, man? Doing well, Clark. How you doing? Good, good. I'm, I'm excited to talk about thyroid. It seems to be a, a buzzword, especially when you're talking about weight loss or health or hormones. I mean, the thyroid seems to get a lot of press. Um, and so sure. I guess I guess stepping back, what would someone be feeling if they had a, a dysfunction or problem with their thyroid? Yeah, so with the thyroid, is um, it's a growing it's a growing concern with a lot of people because it is stress is really intricately related with the function of the thyroid, and so people can definitely feel you know more sensitive to temperature. Um, they can definitely feel a little bit more sluggish, more fatigued. Um, a bit of weight gain as well can be sort of common symptoms, um, and like a lot of things, general symptoms, but they are um, specific to the thyroid as well. Okay, and um, I guess this should have been the first question, but for people that aren't familiar with kind of the anatomy, what is a thyroid? Yeah, so your thyroid gland just sits in your neck right around the Adam's apple there, and it's the gland that sets your metabolism. So genetically, some of us have a quicker metabolism, some of us have a moderate metabolism, some of us have a slower metabolism. But that thyroid is really, you know, it's sort of the engine of the body, and it's communicating with the rest of the body to kind of set the, the thermostat, so to speak, in the, in, the, uh, hmm. in the body. Why is it on the neck? Does anyone know? It's a good question. I mean, it's uh, it's communicating with the brain, and then from the brain to the rest of the body. So it's uh, it's you know there's an axis um, there in terms of how it impacts the rest of the body. So I imagine you know evolutionary perspective, it's probably uh, one of the reasons. Just seems like a weird spot to have organs, like such a key <laughs> one too. You know, it's like right there on your neck. Yeah, exactly. Exposed to the world. Um, okay, so so the thyroid very important in metabolism, regulating functions. I know we have a couple hormones that are are the primary leaders in that. Talk about the hormones and the thyroid. Yeah, so the thyroid hormones, I mean, you've got your uh, T4 hormone and your T3. So T4 is the hormone that's actually produced by the thyroid gland, and that travels through the bloodstream, and it has to be activated uh, up into the tissue to be converted into T3. Uh, and that's the active form, and that's what exerts its effect in terms of inducing the metabolism. Um, the other main hormone that people most likely see, the first one that they actually see on their blood test from their doctor is their TSH, which is your thyroid stimulating hormone. Now, this can get a little bit confusing, but effectively, you know, the higher your thyroid stimulating hormone number, the slower you know, your metabolism is working. And what you can imagine is effectively if, if you had a, a sluggish or a lazy employee and the boss was yelling at the employee, that the louder he had to yell to get that employee to work would be that TSH number raising up, right? So if the TSH number is low, it means the metabolism is running well. And that's typically where we'd be looking for, you know, a TSH of, of less than two would be kind of the ideal that we're looking for. Okay. And so the T3 and the T4, the difference, the number indicates the iodine, right? Or the iron? What, what is that? Yeah. So it's the amount of iodine molecules on the thyroid hormone. Okay. And again, the T4 is what's actually produced by the thyroid. So if somebody goes on a medication, the medication increases the amount of T4. The key thing to remember is that T4 needs to be converted to T3 in the tissue to actually be active. And that requires selenium 
um, to, to create that action. So this right. is where sometimes people who are even medicated, that T4 number goes up nicely, but if they're not converting it into the active T3, then they can actually you know, not be getting the most bang. They the need the selenium to take that extra iodine mo- molecule? Yes, they need that selenium for that conversion to take place. And in certain parts of the northeastern U.S. and here in southern Ontario, you know, the soils are kind of notoriously lower in selenium. Uh, so that can be more of a concern for depending on where you're from. Okay. And so selenium is a key molecule then in, in regulating your metabolism because that conversion from T4 to T3, that inactive thyroid hormone to the active thyroid hormone. So someone who even is low takes a, a, a supplement or a prescription and boom, they have the inactive shoot up. But if they're not converting it, I mean, uh, you might as well not even be taking that medication. Yeah, I mean, you definitely want to, and that's one that we often gets overlooked in terms of that nutritional component of you know how do we support somebody, and if they are low in selenium, which is a pretty common thing to be low in, um, then then that's an important thing to consider. And you know, starting out with supplementation can be a nice idea, and then from there, you know, just adding some selenium-rich foods, you know, even a Brazil nut. Yeah, or t- I heard Brazil nuts are the best yeah. source, like one or two a day, even. Yeah, you don't even need that much exactly. Like one or two a day is plenty, and you're getting a good dose there. Oh, okay. Um, so one or two Brazil nuts a day is pretty pretty solid for that. So uh, I guess going back to the thyroid, we kind of geeked out a little bit on on some of the inner workings of it. Um, we went over kind of what is a thyroid, what does it do, but how how does it get messed up? What causes a thyroid to kind of go off the rails? The biggest thing is really stress and being busy. And this is one where classically we see this in athletes. So if you measure an athlete's levels before an intense training camp, their TSH marker, um, likely to be very good, right? They're athletic, they're fit, they're likely young as well. Um, after training camp, that TSH number will be you know, pretty high or higher than normal, that's for sure, for them. Um, and that's because of the stress or the stress induced from something intense like that. Now, for athletes, it's kind of nice because they can then take some time off or you know, if you're not working a full-time job, you can take naps in between and recover and regain your strength. Well, for the person who's just busy from, from work and everything else, if there's not enough time to recharge and rebuild the body, then that's when we see these TSH numbers sort of climbing up. And uh, oftentimes, that's the overlooked piece where you know, the doc might prescribe a medication to help the thyroid, but we haven't actually you know, looked into that kind of stress piece and, and what's going into that in terms of how you're eating, how you're moving, uh, how you're sleeping, etc. Okay. So what about tests? Have you seen tests be very accurate or inaccurate? Where do you stand on testing for thyroid hormone? I think the good initial test is just to get your TSH number. That's the, that's the traditional front line is to get that one measured. Um, you know, the normal range used to go from you know, all the way up to about five here in Canada. And I believe it's very similar in the US. And, and really, if, when the thyroid's working optimally, it's sort of two or less that we're looking for. Um, so again, in terms of a pathology or a disease condition, if you're above two or if you're at three, you, know, you, you don't have any disease condition going. But as somebody who's into functional medicine and a functional medicine, medical doctor, that's when we're looking at, you know, this, the system's being taxed and we're sort of seeing the, the writing on the wall, so to speak. So we don't want to just keep waiting and waiting and waiting until it gets to outside of the normal range and then we can apply medication. We want to say, well, look, this is going in the wrong direction. Let's, uh, let's look into things and figure out why this is happening and then make, you know, apply some interventions. Right. So the person listening right now, um, they're thinking, you know, okay, I know what the thyroid is. I know what it's making me feel. I know how it can get messed up. I know what tests. But how do they start to kind of correct their uh, thyroid balance? For sure. And I mean, number one is going to be, I mean, the, the diet, exercise, and lifestyle piece, I'd say stress is number one. 
Um, and again, stress can be you're pulling your hair out because you can't cope. Things are too busy. Um, it's very intense. Or it can just be being busy. Having busy, long days is a stressor. Um, so as best as people can, trying to, to mitigate that, trying to make sure you're going to sleep um, at a reasonable hour. You know, Seven hours is kind of that, that general recommendation that we give. Some people might need more like eight and a half, but, but trying to make sure that you fall asleep well and stay asleep well will definitely help um, that thyroid function. And then, you know, we talked before about adrenal dysfunction and this idea. We tend to see these patterns together a lot. And that's where someone's resiliency, who has that higher thyroid number, tends to be lower as well. So there's some adrenal component going on there. Um, so we definitely want to help with that. So things like whether it's breath work, whether it's meditation, whether it's some um, even things like walking meditation doesn't always have to be in a static seated position. Yeah. Study just came out showing that if you walk in nature, it's much more relaxing than if you walk, you know, in a city. So as best who would have thought that? As, 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 who would have thought that? Right? Man, I'm glad. I'm glad those grad students spent their whole five years studying <laughs> that one. Walking around in the forest, feeling good. Yeah. Uh, so if you have a park near you or whatever else, then that that can be key as well. Um, and then just watching on the exercise side of things, you know, you can get that. We talked about this previously as well. That chronic cardio, where someone who's, you know, maybe they've because of this thyroid condition, their metabolism slowed down, they're gaining a little bit more weight, and then they say to themselves, well, you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to exercise, and I'm going to start running, and then I'm going to add more and more running or, or cardio to try to burn these calories. And that can typically, it can help in the short term, but if you don't kind of plan that out, uh, it can really start to burn people out. So we actually, for people who are really in that fatigue state, like walking is fan- fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like vegetables. You can sort of just go for it as much as you like. Um, but then even getting people in, increasing that intensity, but shorter duration workouts. So, you know, for somebody who's not as fit can just be going upstairs, uh, taking a break and repeating. Awesome, man. So Dr. Bubs, uh, I know you got a book out. Where can people find out more about that and what you do? So the website is drbubs.com, D-R-B-U-B-B-S.com, at Twitter, at Dr. Bubs. Um, and my new book's called The Paleo Project. It just came out in March, and you can check that out at paleoprojectbook.com. Is that on Amazon as well? Yeah, Amazon, iTunes, Kindle, all that, all that stuff. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for coming on. We'll see you next week. No worries. Sounds good.